Hey, this is Samurai Banana. You're listening to the Cabbages Podcast, talking about bad movies and having fun. Gary. Yes, Jeff. This is the third worst movie we've ever watched for this podcast. Oh, not together, that... not together, but for the podcast. That can't be true. That's absolutely true. List me. We have a reputation. You'll be shocked to know that I have the list up right now. And we, can, <laughs> we can do this. We okay, can do look, this. We have a reputation for watching some pretty bad movies. And this I movie think fucking that, sucks. I think before we get to the list, I think we can probably agree on what the first two are. Hmm. I would, I would think so. Yeah. Order, even, with, even without the order, I think we could probably pick the two. I'll pick one and you pick one. Marcy X. Bong Water. We did it. Yeah. <laughs> those, I, are the worst, those are the worst two films Back we've seen and forth. I think. Absolutely. And I think this comes in third. Why do we torture Backwood Studios artists? We love them. We had. Fred I'm going Rock back through right Water. now. Oh, I know. I know. I'm sorry, guys. Oh. I'm sorry for Samurai Banana. Oh, he's, Samurai Banana. What he's are we going to talk about? Movie, this movie, but I feel everything happens, him. but actually nothing really happens in a way, except for a okay. bunch of people die. Okay. I, I want to just make sure that we, we're talking about this right. If you think that Need for Speed 2014 yeah. um, is the third worst movie we've watched, I'm going to yes. name some other movies we have. You got to go back, show. way back to find one as bad as this one. And that's really. And I'm going to throw out, I'm going to throw out like a real fastball at you. Uh, Your Highness. Better. Your Highness? Better. I can't believe... Wow. That movie sucked. I agree with you. Rollerball? Mm -hmm. A thousand times before I'd watch this again. Space Jam, A New Legacy. Oh, man. That is low. Oh, you know what? You know what? Oh, boy. Cats. No, Cats. Cats had Idris Elba. It... The only thing about cats is, is that it was McCavity. the things that they did were so interestingly terrible. You know what I'm saying? Oh God. Like we could talk endlessly about the stupidity and the horribleness. That's why I don't want to talk about this movie. So it's not worse. No, but no, I did cats hate watching not... that film. Oh, we watched that. We were very high and we, we got to watch just... it together, which did a lot, but I don't think watching this together, no. we would have been happy. It has to be so bad that you weren't enjoying it while you watched it. You were hating all these different things. And then when you come back to it for thinking mm, about it, you're like, Gotti. I never want to talk about this again. Oh, you've got to Gotti now. Good. God is God is still better. Ginger dead man. Better outside. Queen, Providence? Of, the, ooh, Queen of the damned. I, yes, it's better Queen of the damned. Even with it's like obvious fucked upness. Outside Providence. I, know, I, I feel like I can see like the, the road you're going, and I think you skipped Hot to Trot. No, I, I would watch Hot to Trot five million times before I watch this again. Yeah, Hot to Trot is my cats. Oh, that's, that but it's a really bad, bad film, yes. But like yeah, but like it's, no, I never... it's known for it. The stories we told around it, we got it, we had great conversation out of it. I'm not sure. saying we can't have a great conversation with, with banana, but oof, it's gonna be no. brutal. Grow house was bad, but not that bad. Oh, I like Grow House. You had fun. No, it's the third worst film for me. It's the third worst film that we watched. Okay. Because I'm back into the Leprechaun now, and then it's just Hubie Halloween, which is the best movie we watched on the show. So obviously that's okay. Agree to disagree, but you're going to like this. Certainly, I'd watch this again before I'd watch Need for Speed a a third time. Okay. Certainly. I'm going to throw one more movie from our list uh, on uh, on here. Guaranteed it's better. And, and then we're going to go to our, our guest. White Men Can't Jump 2023. A thousand times before this movie again. At wow. least it's pretty quiet. It's unassuming. Its plot isn't driven by like horrid car culture and, and outright murder. Just hundreds of dead people in this movie for no reason. They treat... The thing is, part of they treat part of this movie like it's a fucking, you know what? They treat it, part of it like it's a video game, part of it like it's real, and it never really defines either. It's awful in both counts. But we should talk to our guest about that. Let's do it.
I'm excited to introduce our guest for today's show. Joining us now is Samurai Banana. You may know this New York-based producer from the Karma Kids or for his work with the likes of Uncommon NASA and Sketch 185. And maybe you're a diehard Cabbages supporter and you know him from the podcast, Dunscast with Samurai Banana. Either way, he's got a brand new solo album out now on a common records called Just Tired, available wherever music is streamed or sold. Hello and welcome to the show. Hey, what up? This is long overdue. You are a family member. (laughs) This is like a family reunion in a way. Jeff, I don't even know if I've met you. Like we've been in the same room. We've been in the same room a lot, but we've never actually hung out. No, no, no. Uh, like, well, welcome to me. I'm, I'm, I'm going to speak over you the whole time. Lovely. Yes. That's cool. That. I speak very low. So guest. like every guest, you know, yeah. I'm consistent. <laughs> Nothing if not consistent. It's yeah. okay. um, it, I'm really easy to talk over. So do you want me to angrily bring up the big, the big fact yeah. that we learned beforehand, or do you want me to bring no. it up in context? Honestly, Jeff, you. this episode Go is it. going to be chaos. Let's just be chaotic. It, it's got to be more interesting than the film. <laughs> it's got to be. It's got to be. I hope so. Jesus fucking Christ. What a dumb movie. Okay. All right, but Gary, you had some open. You had an opening tirade. <laughs> <laughs> what were you gonna say, Jeff? What were we gonna say? No, no, no. I'll, I'll bring it up in context. I think it's better. Okay, context. sure. All right. So before we get context. into the details of this film, there's the reason why we're watching this in the first place. This is Cabbage's rapper movie season, where we're talking about movies where rappers are in front of the camera, behind the camera, otherwise involved in the storytelling. General camera vicinity. We got to this movie by saying, okay, Kid Cudi. Now, Jeff and I had seen Kid Cudi in the recent House Party reboot. And oh, the episode, he's that. Yeah, the episode, as himself. As himself. Um, what? Yes. Amazing. The episode we recorded before this is of White Men Can't Jump reboot, which mm. has the same director as that. So Kid Cudi is very fresh okay. in our minds as a result. All right. Um, but I want to stop and just get a sense of uh, your experience with Kid Cudi, either as an artist as a Kanye West collaborator, <laughs> as an actor, or really in any capacity. I'd be curious to know, like, what's um, your experience with Kid Cudi? I actually don't really have much uh, much experience with Kid Cudi. I haven't listened to a lot of his music. Um, I remember hearing, like, maybe his second album, like, close to 10 years ago. Does this track, does this check out mm-hmm. yeah. under scrutiny? I remember liking it. I remember being like, this is good, and you know, maybe listening to it a second time. Hmm. Uh, I'm more familiar with Kid Cudi from watching comedy Bang Bang. Oh, okay. Um, there we go. There we the go. very awkward uh, uh, transition from Reggie hmm. Watts to Weird Al, which made a lot more sense. Hmm. Um, and Kid Cudi just sort of awkwardly being there, like kind of like, what am I even doing? With with his like machine up there, like I don't really make live music like this. It doesn't seem. Uh, it was it was definitely a very weird vibe. I don't I don't hate. I feel him. like Gary. Did you bring him on for for like cutting expertise or? I knew that I'm on because it's a video game adaptation. I have no idea why you think that I would listen to a lot of Kid Cudi though. <laughs> I was very perplexed. <laughs> this episode's like, off to a great stop. What vibe I give off. Uh, Samurai Kid- Banana, thank you so much for coming on the show <laughs> yeah, today. Yeah, this is great. Peace. It's thank been you. really great. Uh, we'll definitely have you back on again sometime. Tears were shed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, I assume oh. that Kid Cudi has a certain pop cultural um, awareness among a lot mm. of people, largely mm. because of, I th- or at least beginning with his work on 808s and Heartbreak. I think a lot of people who follow Kanye West, I mean, not necessarily now, but followed him at some point, got to that mm. album. That was a very polarizing record. I just straight up didn't listen to it, man. Yeah. Like, this is, but that's my feelings on Kanye is I just don't fuck with him. I do remember uh, that, didn't uh, Kid Cudi and Kanye beef at a certain point? Like, I think before... they might still be, actually. Well, I mean, I, I kind of assume because Kanye is just like, a thousand percent off the deep end i think this was before it was totally a thousand percent but like yeah that happened right? or at least before we knew it was a thousand percent yeah that's that's true (laughs) i remember i think the most recent beef stuff that i that i paid any attention to 
was that like Kid Cudi is friends with Pete Davidson. Okay. And as a complete as a complete aside, I saw Kid Cudi live once, and Pete Davidson was like two rows behind me at that <laughs> show. Oh, so I was like, oh, they're friends. Okay, got it. And um, <laughs> yeah, so I think it That's has to a... do with that at least most recently. Okay. But I think they've had issues over the years unrelated to yeah who Kim Kardashian chooses to. Date. I saw Cudi play one time. Opening for Outcast and Outcast first Georgia show in a billion years. Oh Ooh. wow! And he yelled at us the whole time and split. Way <laughs> like, like thirty-five. It was like a forty-minute set. He left with like thirty to thirty-five minutes remaining, and wow, blamed man. us. It was like it, this is your fault. Wow! Did somebody throw a you shoe. Or what happened? He just didn't think we were into it. Okay. He, he wasn't feeling us, and he split. Like- that's so fucking insane it's not like i assume you guys weren't like booing him or anything right like we were amped. Like everyone was amped for outcast it was uh-huh. a huge party yeah yeah i don't want to get too deep into it and why i think he does what he does but there i think there's some no like, let's let's get into it <laughs> it might provide think, some context some for like, this character of his in this movie context he context, this you movie know. is contextless he context. uh you know, I think he's had a history with splitting early on shows and just really? being like, this crowd doesn't like me, so I'm not going to do this. That's I don't I don't know why I'm not going to get into it. I'm sure people will on the Internet, but <laughs> I, I experienced it firsthand and was like, oh, OK, cool. Well, I don't need to bother with this person's <laughs> output if they're not willing to showcase it to me at like a massive, beautiful outdoor park event. Mm-hmm. No, thanks. That's- I just don't that's, want to reform. That's so weird. It seems like he has like kind of like conflicting personas because like I feel like mm. like that sounds like he's just like an angry man in life. And in his music, he comes a, sort of like the from what I can remember of what I've put little I've heard is like it's kind <laughs> of like somber and like melancholy. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, right. There's a lot of there's a lot of melancholy. And I mean, some of that I is sad tone, boy was thrown around but, for a little while. Yeah, but like the, a lot of, that was sort of the, the thing with like 808s <clears throat> and Heartbreak were kind of the influence yeah. on that was just like mm-hmm. he brought out this sense of stuff. Like after you know, records like graduation and college dropout, they mm-hmm. regist- registration, like full of this really like cocksure sort of attitude. Like Cuddy mm-hmm. brings out this like, you know, I'm wearing my heart on my sleeve thing from him. And then like it inspires this whole generation of of listeners who become mm-hmm. artists. You know, down the road. So Kid Cudi is considered very influential. Mm-hmm. That right. said, like I, I struggle with a lot of his records because yeah. I don't, I don't quite, I don't quite see that. I don't quite see that. But again, that's not the, where I came from. I think if you were a certain age at the mm-hmm. right time and that record hit you, then it hit you. And if you were someone like me who got really excited when Kanye was producing for Rockefeller, by the time you get to this, you're like, wait, what's what's this thing? There's a song called RoboCop and it's not good. <laughs> if you have an album with a song called Robocop on it, it has to be fucking amazing. Has been pristine right? thus far. Seriously. <laughs> I mean, I will watch all three of the original Robocop movies right now. Gladly. I will end this pod and we will just go do let's this. Actually, Please. you know what? Let's let's leave this this pod. No. No. no, no, no. Let's leave. We'll watch all three Robocops. We'll reconvene. And that'll be the episode. So we don't right. have to talk in, about in Kit six Cutting, hours. The actor, we'll come back or any of the actors or this terrible film. Are there rappers like a, in any of the Robocops? Uh, maybe in the new one. They did I a reboot so. that I did not watch. That Joel Kinnaman, I think, was the Robocop in that I one. I saw it. Uh, you did? Oh. Yeah. It, it had interesting ideas about the Robocop. Yeah. Uh, Were but... there any uh, interesting ideas in Need for Speed? None. Okay. No. Not Mario a one. one. You know what? Um, there was one. There was one interesting okay. idea in Need for Speed. I'm listening. Michael Keaton, just as an idea for this film, <laughs> was the only interesting <laughs> idea. Not that I he's playing this thing or that he's doing anything, anything that's spectacular in any way. It's just that he's a beacon of light whenever Literally. he's on the street, dancing around as a radio host in like, what was this, 2013, 2014? Yeah, 2014. 2014. 2014, No one was listening to the radio anymore. (laughs) And this dude was like, the world was captivated by this race car radio man. Was it even like radio or was it like internet streams? Like, I don't understand. Don't make that mistake. No, no. He's he's bringing up a good point because it reminded me of like the real player. Like it reminded me like I was watching that or like 
it was like on Winamp or something with like a stock ticker next to it. I couldn't understand what I was seeing on that screen. But it was live. Could, there wasn't a lot of And you of could live watch it in your car. There, How could you watch it in your car? Right. Like, did it? Okay. Really, what we should have started with instead of a Kid Cudi bashathon was whether <laughs> or not anyone here has played Need for Speed. I hadn't, but I tried to. Like, once, once I heard that Need for Speed was the movie I was assigned mm, to. Amazing. Uh, I uh, I booted up a copy like you know I I'm, I I'm a video game nerd that's got like sure. a subscription service right and so like I could just they had a fucking Need for Speed game and so I got downloaded it for free because I'm not paying I I mean like no offense I wasn't gonna pay money to be on this podcast we but... watched this shit on no, Tubi okay right. this was fun. <laughs> thanks for <laughs> taking yeah yeah we're good the only thing we spent of, was I, your I don't time <laughs> I got I mean my time's free. You know, okay, no fair. one's paying for that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I like tried to download it, and uh, you know, I'm just gonna say I'm I I'm not like a huge racing game person. You know, I uh, except for like Mario Kart, which Mario yeah. Kart's an amazing. Thank you. Game. I was gonna say I don't care no, for him no. either, but Mario Kart is a perfect game. Mario it Kart works. is a perfect game. I mean, the thing is, like, I don't drive in real life like i don't i don't have a license i've i i, Same. I haven't well i have one but i don't drive i have to get a license or i'm pretty sure that my girlfriend's gonna leave me so i gotta get on that but uh I feel like you're doing pretty yeah. good if that's the reason <laughs> i mean like leave. everything is everything i mean i i feel like it's thin ice you know i don't know um no <laughs> i think we have a pretty anyway all right. <laughs> stupid as fuck why are we getting into my relationship so we, we i'll do anything so, but talk about this stupid ass movie but you played the game so you played dumb. a game so i booted up the game for like five minutes and then i was like oh i remember why i don't play racing games this suck. sucks um it's kind of cool because like you are like running from the cops and right that's the point of it that's like i think I remember when Need for Speed first came out, like way back in the day, I was like younger. So I played, I was actually like playing more racing games at the time. And like the big thing that was happening in that game was like, oh, the cops are there and you have to elude the cops in the middle of your race. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's a novel concept that just sounds like a pain in the ass. And I'll tell you what, it really is. It's just yeah. a giant fucking yeah. pain in the ass. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's like it's like blue shells coming to hit you all the time. It's just well, <sighs> at least yeah, if you're blue shell. bad at this game. Like I lost I, today on a blue shell when I was about no, to sweep. That's fucked up. I was so mad. Oof. Oh, right before the finish line. Wow. Damn. You playing those new levels? Yeah, man, they're tough. Hell yeah, they really are. I I, I don't have enough time to get great at that game. Gary, yeah. don't you dare interrupt and make me talk about Need for Speed. <laughs> don't you dare. I'm going to have to. I know I can feel you being like, mm -hmm, and you know what else is fun to talk about? Well, you, you mentioned <laughs> no, it's not the. You liken the cops to the blue shells, and in the De Leon, we do get to see them play out exactly oh, they like that. Really do, we... do, especially like that. The, the guy in first, like, gets his fucking car just smashed the fuck up. Like, yeah, they slingshot a car at him, basically. Yeah. Oh, my God. That was Can we talk so a little fun. bit about the De Leon. <laughs> De Leon. Take it easy, monarch. OK, let's just slow your way. The De Leon. They spend the whole Listen, movie. The De no. Leon, the dick. I, I'm, I'm giving it away. Gary, I'm going to give it away right here. If you want to see this movie, turn off your fucking turn it off and come back after. <laughs> You're lucky because the Daily Own fucking movie. sucks. The whole <laughs> thing that they build up this entire time, this race of all races, was a Pete. They do the same thing they were just doing the whole movie. Yep. Kind of lamer. Because honestly, like in terms of like fun action race car driving, like it peaked when they're in the desert on that fucking mountain cliff. Oh, shit. And then, <laughs> which was yeah. just yeah, hysterical. That was peak, wasn't it? Yeah. Which Kid Cudi, Apache helicopter, call me Kid Maverick. Cuddy. That Kid got old so fast. And they went to that well. He would that was like what he was supposed to do in the movie was just fly a chopper over these car races or whatever. And I be love... like, take a left, take a right. Here's a joke that makes me seem like kind of a dick. <laughs> take a right. 
Call me Maverick. <laughs> like what in the fuck? Why was he given this role? What do, do we need? All this person needed to do is be like, oh, I've got a helicopter above. And then we watch the driving, which is the only part that's supposed to be interesting. <laughs> Can I ask a question about the De Leon? Please. <laughs> From I'm a, I'm a De Leon expert. We just spent... This is a this is a 130 minute movie, by the way. It is. So it really is. And it's, oh. every, it's every fucking second of it. It's every second you're like, oh my God, another one. Yeah. <laughs> we lead up to this and we see these wild things happen on the road and all that. And you know, these various things happen to try to like prevent them from getting there on this cross country from New York to California for the De Leon. And when we get to the De Leon, we are basically told, like, this is a race to win all the cars. And in the first two and a half minutes of the De Leon, one of the cars is out of the race damaged. If you are driving these cars for the purpose of then owning these cars, if they're going to end up getting wrecked, and no one's gonna be like, "Fuck! I just lost like a million dollars on that fucking car." Does that not seem like a good reason to do this if you are the top illegal street racers in the country, world, whatever? Listen, the big I want mistake. You to explain this to me. The big no, mistake I... that was made with the De Leon was that Michael Keaton, who apparently organizes it while doing an all-day, all-night podcast about street racing. Uh, on Winamp, he egged on and, in fact, entered whatever the hell the main character's name was. Who gives a shit? Toby, 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 Toby Marshall. She talks about Toby Marshall all the time. It's burned into my brain. Who fucking cares? Uh, Toby Marshall, say Aaron Paul, Aaron Paul, you say Aaron Paul too. I don't care. What he does is he's like, Yo, you got you got to get in this race. You're I'm putting him on the race even though oh. it, it should be. And he just draws a billion cops to his illegal organization. <laughs> and they answered my question, doing what they do destroyed all the cars because that's what they'll do anything to get these people off the road. This empty, this empty road. Does this happen all the time in the De Leon? That's like the my question. That, is like the way that they mobilized, they were like ready for wherever it was. You know what I mean? But just yeah, didn't know the exact location. They knew it was going to be in town. Well, I mean, for I mean, really, how honestly, I, but we're not told that. Because why would you want us let's, to know anything? Let's take into consideration that uh, that Kid Cuddy is watching this on a military prison guard's iPad mm. as she holds it up to him while he's in his cell. For like, an, watching... this race was like an hour and a half long too. So she's <laughs> just standing there for like a movie length, being just... like, "Yeah, check it out." <laughs> yeah, completely an illegal race and that we should a, be destroying. It's an illegal race, and the entire time he's like, "That's my friend, the guy who's doing well in the illegal streetcar race." Like, dry snitching. Can we remember, dry snitching. And can we just for a moment remember why he's on a military prison? Yes, because it's he stole only... an Apache yeah. helicopter. I love it too. He like he steals the helicopter. To save them, like on that mountain cliff where the action peaks, because the hel- the Apache helicopter shows up yeah, and a and a peak of a mountain <laughs> lowers lowers hooks that they then attach to the car and and Kid Cudi pulls them away from safety, drops them down. Two jet fighters stream past, and he's like, "Well, I guess I'm going off to jail. See you guys." The way <laughs> that jail is treated in this mil- in this film Yo, is just, just like, like listen. First and foremost, atop the list of crimes that this human being committed, atrocities, by the way, (laughs) that this human being committed, murder would be the one, murder would be the one that we would see at the top of the list. (laughs) In number, in like flagrancy, in moral turpitude, any measure you want to take, murder's number one on the list. He murders dozens of people in this film. The body count of this film is so alarming that the very ending of the film where Toby gets out of prison post-race, seemingly after what must have been weeks or months, without acknowledging that they knew he'd been doing this illegal, he'd he'd broken his probation, and he was cross-country speeding, basically 
causing mayhem on the roads and highways. He drove more in the wrong lane than he did anywhere else on the (laughs) fucking road. The car trip is across the country. It's days worth of trip. And he's just every day like, well, someone's chasing me. I got to veer over into this lane and really, really throw him for a loop so that I can murder people. It's 45 hours. He's driving 45 hours, like carnage, 45 hours with like four accomplices. Then murders everyone in the race. And all of them go free. Except for Kid Cuddy, oh. who happened to steal an Apache helicopter, so they gotta go get him. <laughs> but like Rami Malik doesn't get in trouble. The other guy doesn't get in trouble. Yo. Imogen Poots doesn't get in trouble. Does she picks him up for prison? You're an accomplice. <laughs> You're an accessory. She oh, rolls up to prison. She rolls up to prison in. I'm look. I don't know what fucking cars are i don't care red. i think it was red. about cars but it was real yeah. nice and fast and red like everybody <laughs> but i'll tell you this she rolls up to that motherfucker right on time for him to be walking out oh, of yeah. the prison like perfectly beautifully timed it's amazing. meaning no one that associated with this film whatsoever has been near a jail no never even driven by a prison not <laughs> even close the, no, the like, like the pains of getting out of prison, it's wild trying to get out of a prison. Yeah, okay. I, I happen to live in relatively close proximity to Rikers Island, which mm. again, jail. And I see people who get out because I ride the bus. Mm. And it's like, yeah, like it's not like someone's just gonna be there to pick you up on and take you no, away I mean, right you on don't, time. You don't walk out to the no. parking lot immediately. That car is, would have been waiting a long time. Yeah. And probably is waiting for you somewhere else. Maybe, but like, maybe, maybe even was. filling out paperwork. It's possible. She just like had <laughs> binoculars off in the distance and was like, mm. I'm just going to drive up perfectly mm. on time. Just sitting there on a rock. Yeah, like, you can rule out that like, you know, oh, well, it definitely wasn't that uh, Kid Cuddy was operating a helicopter watching over them to know. All right, he's getting out. Pull up, pull up, pull up. <laughs> no, he's that in didn't jail. Happen. They gotta go get him out. He's getting out early for good behavior. But Jeff, you mentioned that whoever wrote this movie clearly had never been to uh, been to jail. Not near it. Yeah, there's no way. And if I just tell you some of the other movies this person has written, it will probably only Don't. validate that for you. Let, um, okay, can I ask the magic question? Oh, please. Did they work again after this? Uh, interesting story. I, I bet you. there is. There always is on this fucking podcast. They write a film and then people are like, please don't hire this person. <laughs> please. <laughs> There are two credited screenwriters on this mm. movie. Um, and uh, they have the same last name. Uh, mm. It's John and George Gattins or Gatins. I don't know how you pronounce it. So they gotta that. be they gotta be bros. So they're probably brothers or cousins, whatever they're related. So that's it. Okay. Um, John had previously written films like Coach Carter, Dreamer, and mm. Real Steel. And two years okay. prior to Need for Speed. Uh, was uh, credited as a writer on the movie Flights, which remember Denzel Washington is a drunk pilot. Uh, he wrote Flight. Okay. The so, other so one. John wrote Flight. John wrote Flight. So that guy John did and, okay. So John and George collaborated on this movie. Hmm. And George had done a couple of, uh, had some, some credits on a couple of things before, but mostly in our producer. He's uh, a capacity. lawyer now or something, right? Um, well, he's not, he's, this is his last film. I'll just say that. Shock. Like, the <laughs> this is the end of it. Shock. I can't uh, believe that someone on the the crew never worked in Hollywood again after we watched a movie after this piece of garbage. Someone had to pay. Yeah. So John continued to work um, after it seems like a few years off. Mm-hmm. Um, he has a story by credit on Kong Skull Island and oh. on a on the uh, screenplay credit for a movie from 2017 that I didn't know existed. There was a Power Rangers movie that came out. In what? 2017. In 2017. He wrote that. So 
That's what ended up happening. <laughs> I, I don't I, even know I'm speechless. Do you want to hear about the director? Tell us. Tell us. It's a it's a sad is it a sad story? No, it's it's kind of actually really interesting where he ends okay, up. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. So Scott Waugh is the director, and mm, before wah. this, he did a wah, wah, <laughs> did a, a 2012 film called Act of Valor. Real like uh, military <laughs> porn, essentially. Um, have either of you seen Act of Valor? Have either of you seen Act of Valor? No. Are you no. trying to me? avoid Act of Valor? I don't think anybody yeah. who lives in New York saw Act of Valor. Oh, no. <laughs> I think you had to have something that to fix your there. truck in order to watch it. Act of Valor. Who was in so, it? Nobody. That's the point. Oh, okay. It was like a military movie. It was just it was propaganda. Okay. And they gave they gave him as a reward for this uh, Need for Speed, and so he did this <laughs> movie. After Need for Speed, uh, not oh a ton of work Tabletop. for your guy. <laughs> however, however, what a, what a curveball! <laughs> he has two movies coming out this year. Oh, one of them is a Jackie Chan film. What called Hidden Strike? The other. Mm. is Expendables 4. <laughs> You're fucking kidding me. I'm not kidding you. This is exactly <laughs> what it is. This is who we are talking about as a director. The man who gets to make Expendables 4. You know wow. what? Here's a wild thing. <laughs> I have never watched any Expendables movies. Well, you're a fool. I know, yeah. I know. Like, everyone loves those. I'm, I'm more of a Fast and Furious guy. But like Ugh. they can they can exist they can coexist. I mean, I'm also a Mission Impossible guy, so like no, yeah, yeah. yeah. So like you know, I hold a lot of love in my heart for for the action genre. Do you know who the uh, co-star of that Jackie uh, Chan movie Hidden Strike is? No, this is with John Cena. What John Cena? I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see this movie. This movie, we might go see this movie. We might also <laughs> go see this movie. I think we gotta. Although I will say that makes it sound like it's worth watching Need for Speed. I, I'm going to go ahead and throw in the, the cabbages mm. warning here. Please. Cabbages, do not waste your time on this film, please. <laughs> it's it. You're going to look it up and the little things will be like, oh, it's on Tubi. And you're like, oh, Tubi. Perfect. It's not worth your time. Don't do this. Okay, we can continue. So Samurai Banana, you're a music guy. Vaguely. What did you think of the soundtrack choices on this film? These <laughs> these covers of oh, classic God. rock songs. Yeah, um, that was just god awful. Was the, the cover of All Along the Watchtower. What I was just like, I can't believe I'm hearing this. What was the when did that happen? What was the scene? What was what were the visuals that accompanied that? Was that was that when they were, were they driving? Was it when they think it was the Oscar alert? Was, was it when it was heading up to the De Leon? Like in that in that bit oh where like God. that last but he has the new car. I think it might have played there. The one okay. I like is when they played a fortunate son mm. at the drive-in when uh you know Dino where people were driving fancy oh cars God. around. Yeah. Poor expensive people were just driving cars. really expensive fancy cars around. I don't know much about Mal Gisco. So what was your impression of all that? <laughs> I yeah, how are you feeling fucking all over the place so <laughs> fucking stupid um it made me think of like of the the like bullshit that like i heard westworld do and like yeah that made me not want to watch westworld um that might be a mistake no you're not you're shaking your head like i fucked up royal i have no. also not watched westworld i, I yeah. admittedly I, I have trouble watching Shows that are styled on like uh, Twilight Zone without just turning it off and putting on old Twilight Zones. Music choices are generally interesting. It's like it's like the actual originals of those songs probably cost a lot of money. Sure. I think is the first thing. Yeah, I think. Um, that's... Do you think they cost less having it? Yeah, of course. I think like, we've covered that on the show before. I think a cover of it is going to cost you a certain amount, but you're not going to have to pay the same amount for it. Right. I sure. think that's I sort agree. of the understanding. And you know some films use covers, and you know, and they do it in a way where it there were, like but there were some part like, of the zeitgeist. But this I did mean, the, this. There were some people on there that would get a, a a nice check 
from being on this soundtrack. I mean, sure. Was it Aloe Black on there? I think I saw that 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 is a truth. <laughs> that is a um, truth. It's that was like peak Aloe Black too. Like that was when the big that whatever his big record is was like common. I feel like maybe when I'm he wrong. was the man. Right. Maybe I'm wrong, but when you could tell everybody, you could tell everybody. Aloe Black performs "Fortunate Son." Yes. Okay. Oh boy. Totally. So you were right there, and then Aloe Black also does "Back in the Saddle." Right. By He's all over this thing. He does not do all on the watchtower, though. That's I want to make that clear. Yeah. Who's that? Uh, uh, that's somebody called Jamie N. Commons, who oh, I guess Jay- was, of course, of course, signed an interscope at the time. <laughs> Never uh, heard of yeah. that person. Oh. Nobody knows who that is. Nobody knows, <laughs> dude. No one ever will. I feel like they could have spent the money to get those songs. Like EA has a lot of money behind this. Also, this movie made a lot more money than I thought that it would have. And there's good reason why. Yeah. What's so, Jeff, how much do you think this movie cost? Before I get to that, oh, how much God, it made? Don't, I don't want to know how much. <laughs> how much do you think? And I, and before you answer, remember <laughs> this. While we all watch this on Tubi with commercials. Right. When this was released in theaters, this was released in 3D. And IMAX. And um. IMAX. So, Jeff. Knowing this information and having watched this film twice, I think at this point, yeah. Uh, what well, uh, do you think the budget? Is? What you, wait, 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 like, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I know. I, at some I point, it was on ending. in the background I while I was the Yeah, exactly. It was, like, ah. it was on in the background, but it would like just name a point in time. Let's. Can I do this real quick before you ask a question? Sure. Yeah, name yeah, a point. You've answered one of my questions all day. You won't so be able God. to do this, so we can go right back to the other question. Name a point in time where Aaron Paul. Where Aaron Paul says anything interesting, he's most of the film. I'll he wait. has fewer lines than Keanu Reeves does in any of the John Wicks, which is a feat unto itself. But he's like con- kind of always talking or controlling the conversation. It like, yeah, I think it's just truly an example where like if Poochie isn't on the screen, Everyone around is asking, "Where's Poochie?" Like it's, <laughs> it's Aaron Paul, and then Aaron Paul talk about. It's the like, actual thing that would happen if you adopted that idea. I feel like he really sixty million dollars. He really doesn't talk that much, but like, he it feels like he talks throughout the whole fucking thing. Like everything yeah, totally. he says is just like fucking annoying, and it's like shut up. Like we don't need to hear from you. Like we don't need to. By the time he's in the daily on, <laughs> I feel like we're like lose, just lose, lose. <laughs> Be the first person in a fire. I don't care about your dead friend. I don't care about your dead dad. I don't care about your garage. You have murdered families in their primes, in the primes of their life, driving like a jackass to evade cops for terrible other things you've done. I have zero sympathy for this human. (laughs) This movie to me, I'm just going to throw, I'm so bad with like money and doing this, but did it cost $75 million to make that movie? Uh, You see, your first answer was closer. 60. I said 60. In Price is Right rules. um, 60. 66 uh, was the actual number. So close. So it's right in between those. I imagine with the marketing budget, you get mm. over 70 I'm, I'm i think that's probably reasonable without without Fair. saying much else Fair. but this film and domestically this film made 43 million dollars oh so it was a, it was a tiny splash domestically in oh, china you know what, can i guess oh and the rest of china. the world i was so gonna guess china and japan they the rest of the world love including china when we try to do cool shit like that they love they eat it up I can't imagine them doing anything but other than laughing at at the racing scenes because their cinema is so much better at it in a way. Two hundred three million dollars. Two hundred and three million. That's insane. Yeah, that's no. That's so yeah, beyond... that's so. To answer your question, that's the reason why. Was there a second one? They never made money. a second one. Oh, you want to talk about the second one? <laughs> is there one? Oh, there were plans for a second one. Were the they? following oh. year, there were plans, and this was going to be a Chinese-led production, from what I've been able to understand of it. Oh, that makes sense. 
it made so much money there. Why wouldn't you want to capitalize on it? There had already been, what did we say before? Were there six Fast and Furious movies before this? Six. Six before this movie. So four cents. So think about it from that context is it was successful in China. They absolutely would want to have a lead production on it. And uh, it has uh, is never going to happen. It has not happened and it is never going to happen. So every now and Gary, then you will see you will see. Something are you happy says, about that, Gary? Well, I have to assume that if they did a new need for speed now, it would not include any of the same cast. It, it, would, it would probably call back to them like all of them do. Like, here, we'll give you some money. To, I like, mean, may vaguely right around noon. We'll shoot you. No, I don't think you can get that. Like being in the crowd or something. No. And some you know who I think would do work. it? I think Michael Keaton would reprise that role. He was white hot. <laughs> he was white hot on the screen. The man's Batman again now. He's never doing fucking Need for Speed too. No, nah, I think he would. He like, loved that character. You could tell he loved that character. I mean, they let him basically wheeling weirdo behind the scenes. Oh, he he shot it. that in a room for like two days. You know, everything Beautiful. in that yeah. was shot right there for two days. He the got best that is when he would like stand up like... and and yell at all the equipment. <laughs> He's like isolated and alone. You no know, one's producers. near him, Still and producers. he's like yelling at these these guests, like standing up, being like, "You don't know anything about cars. Let me explain it to you again." <laughs> he's so condescending about all of it. It's so good. Oh man, what a what a performance! Okay, let me let me ask a question then. This is a thought experiment that helps us just not talk about this movie, but still kind of talk about this movie. <laughs> we're like we're running down the clock ourselves on this. Um, <laughs> I think we all agree that Michael. Please continue to tune in. Thank you for listening. Uh, (laughs) I think we all agree that Michael Keaton was the highlight of this film. A thousand percent. Okay, great. Okay, we all agree that. A highlight meaning like the only really good part about this. Yeah, it's like there's like the boat sinks, but there's still like one (laughs) thing hang up you can hold on to. I'm holding on to that one little bit of boat, and that's Michael Keaton. And you're just hoping he's going to just say shit. Just going crazy in a room, just like not giving any kind of a fuck. I feel like their direction was like, you do you, man. Just like yeah. have fun with it. And he was <laughs> like, that explains right. a lot of Kid Cudi then, too. They probably gave him direction. But I think with Michael, oh, yeah. you think said, so? Like they gave him Malkovich rules and just said, like, you're a genius. Please do whatever mm. you want there. I hope that's true. That I can't imagine the only thing that worked, even though the character was wildly unnecessary. And didn't make any sense. And also, he was pure exposition. Incredible no that he like said the exact amount of time that that dude was going to jail, knowing what he knew. He'd been following him across country. He has to have known that they were dead bodies amidst all that. Stacked up, just stacked up. Dead so, families by the dozens. <laughs> seriously, anyone who has ever been Which hit sounds by like a, a car, weird okay. tech metal album. So we all agree Michael Keaton is the best part of this movie, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. And we now know that there was at some point a theoretical need for Speed 2. Assuming that they don't get Michael Keaton back. Oh, no, don't do this. Assuming that they don't, who do you think, which actor, actress, whomever, do you think plays the monarch role in Need for Speed 2? Dak Shepard. Dak Shepard. All right, show your work. Show your work. Show my work. You look at him. He's perfect for the role. You put him in a cowboy hat and he just goes, takes him on to the left. You're done. I don't know that we'll get one. I think the answer, the the big brain answer is it won't happen because they wouldn't be smart enough to try to even get Michael Keaton. Yeah, yeah, but it's more fun to ask these questions. Dax Shepard. Okay, fair enough. Dax Shepard. I feel like this is a role that Nick Cage could inhabit. Okay, right. Right? What do you think? What what, would you think he would do like an accent in this? Like, what would he do? I would hope, I would hope that he would like straight up just go back to his like, I'm an Elvis impersonator days. Okay. And just like like be a real, real classic cars kind of guy by the way can we talk real quick about how dino dino had triples 
Gino had triples. He triples did. Gino had best. triples. Oh, triples my God. Is best. He did. Triples he, is he, best. he just closed the deal on that, whatever the hell that car was. <laughs> that Nova deal's a sure thing now. It's a sure oh, thing it's now. It's a sure thing. <laughs> That's got to be the kind of, that had to be the, the listener. That is the audience for the Monarch show. Guys like that who would sit <laughs> in the ice, in the, not in the ice cream store, because the ice cream store was closed, um, who would sit in the diner and would talk about, they would talk about all these car deals that he had made. Oh my Triples god! Absolutely. Oh my god! <laughs> like, if you didn't get that joke, turn off this podcast and go watch <laughs> all three seasons of "I Think You Should Leave" with Tim Robinson. Don't do it all at the same time, though. No, it's too <laughs> wild. It's too wild a It'll ride. It'll take you like ninety minutes, and you'll be done. <laughs> much. That is the sad truth: is that there's just not enough of it. I'm so mm, glad you but, brought that up, though, man. I'm really oh, glad you brought that up. I mean, there are also like a few moments in the movie where I thought, "Oh fuck, they're trying to make it look fake." So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's a. There's I wondered a if we, I wondered thing. if we lost. Yeah. Sir, there's a specific thing in this movie that I really have to call out before we before we call it quits. Well, we're not done. Oh god, damn it. <laughs> I was really trying. I I had it queued up. I thought we were gonna quit. Yeah, fuck, fuck that. this I'm idea. The one who, I'm the one who ends the show. This shit sucks. I uh, end this no, show. Not my you. favorite part is that after like, I don't know how long is it that dude goes to prison the first time? I forget. Uh, like, like two, two years. years. So he's in yeah. like two yeah. years for me. Two me years. Two years after this man kills a youngster, a very annoying. Uh, obviously plotted for death youngster oh my god so clearly the whole like he walks up stay to out the of camera. this one man no <laughs> let me in it's as if he walks up to the camera and the first thing he says is i'm gonna die too <laughs> like it's just known yeah. that this innocent moron is gonna be <laughs> leashed and hung by his i look at you like a just brother. crushed i just be hung by his to- off a bridge and set him on fire. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> he comes like he flips in the air and comes down and explodes. And at the air. end, at the end, <laughs> Michael Keaton is like, "That guy's going to jail for murder, not the other dude that killed somewhere around 142 people on a cross country trip to join this race to kill oh, five yeah. more people." Oh not yeah, that guy, the other guy that like butt tapped a dude going 250 and threw him off a bridge. Yeah, well, let's also One talk guy. about how is that car evidence? Like, he brings out that car to, like, show everybody. And it's like, this. first of all, he's like, this is the evidence. Because everybody knows triples is and best. Just triples is best. There That's was the a triples. Uh, and then he's like, I have this I have this evidence that absolutely is not evidence for, like, anything evidence for at anything. all. It's just a car with some. He found a car in a garage on it. Oh, it got dinged up like. Like what? Doesn't it get dinged up in this race? Yeah, that's the other thing is he has this evidence, and then he's like, I'm gonna take this evidence and like use it to to race in this high stakes race where like every other car just but the but the real evidence is found by his, I guess, ex-girlfriend. They don't really explain it other than they have like a rapport. Are they also he's like somehow taking care of her brother instead of her? I don't know. So anyway, she goes onto this dude's computer two years after this accident. Yeah. Goes right brother, to his desktop death. and is like, oh, here's the document I was looking for. <laughs> it's in one, it's one folder click away. Right. And like just being in front of me, proving everything. And yeah. I call this dude and I go, here's what I'm going to do with this information. This murderer, this fucking sociopath, I'm going to unleash this sociopath on him with a weapon a really fast car i'm i'm gonna like this woman makes this man drive the car that killed his best friend to kill the guy that killed him essentially i mean that's what we were there for was to murder him yeah and is like there i can wash my i'm clean i can wash my hands i don't i don't know what else you expected of me why would I tell anyone about the murder when it would just cause a commotion? Let's now, kill can, everyone instead. Can I play devil's advocate at this? No, time? I really <laughs> wish you wouldn't. I really wish you wouldn't. Okay, go ahead. Because devil's guess, advocate your way through Need for Speed. I guess what I what I 
don't quite understand is that the moment he's shown the evidence, mm-hmm. this car mm-hmm. evidence. exists, it exists, this car, which to him is the proof. Proof right. like when he was in, when he was originally like being interrogated about it, they're like, there is no other car. There is no sign of any other car. Now this car appears out of nowhere for the first time. What would you do with that car? And I'd say this movie doesn't ever consider the possibility of if this car is the evidence, you're already going to jail for at least in this universe, uh, you know, a, a 18 violation. months for 142 counts of murder. <laughs> no, no, I'm saying just taking that to read the reality. But like, here's that point. Like, <laughs> wouldn't you be like, maybe, maybe we bring this car to the police who I'd been saying for years that they're, they're this is the evidence that you've been missing, mm. and then do that rather than get in this other race where you'll probably hit a school bus. Mm-hmm. And oh, for a race bus. to get a bunch of junked up million dollar cars and basically beat up by cops in front of a lighthouse. That's that's what it is, because that was Pete's vision. Pete's vision was. Do you remember that Pete's vision was the lighthouse? Yes. Oh, God, I don't. Oh, God. Pete's vision. He had a dream. He was also he, he could like <laughs> he had I've had it with your visions, man. There were so many telltale signs that they were going to just eat his lunch. <laughs> they were just gonna i didn't expect him to get thrown off a bridge into some rocks and explode but i don't know what i was thinking of course that's the way you kill this like rapscallion likable kid the only like other than michael keaton maybe the only likable part i say that bearing down on the idea that the acting was not incredible maybe i was high but mm-hmm. did in the final race at the very towards the very end of the of the De Leon, did the De Aaron Leon. Paul at some point yell out Pete's name in the car, or am I misremembering? I think so. But also, my favorite thing is like when he looks down at his arm, at his wrist, and there's a tattoo of Pete's name that we've mm. never seen before. Never seen before. Never once. He's like, oh, did, was that a pick and uh, stick and poke? Yeah, because <laughs> like, I mean, when did you get? When did you get like, that? You went from jail to prison to the car immediately. To the De Leon. Yeah, like, I don't know what Imogen Poots does. <laughs> she had the time. tattoo gun in the car. She seems talk, like the we've kind talked of gal about everything would, but that would. character. We have been we've been oh, avoiding the character. issue in the room, which character. is. That Imogen person Poots, being that there. That movie can't write women. That this director, oh the screenwriter, that person write being there added like precisely nothing to the film. All the things it. that happen, all that she's there for is to react poorly to the situation, so that we continue to believe that this dude doing a very bad modern Batman impression <laughs> is an incredible human being. Or anything more than just like a murdering, very good driver, murderer. She is there specifically to make him look good as much as possible. And then they kind of shoehorned in that they might bang. If if circumstances were different, they had time, maybe they'd bang. Yeah, despite how condescending and misogynistic he was to her the whole Mm, time. Whole time. And even when he like, and she like, like picks him up, brushes her hair away, like, oh, <laughs> I've been so waiting for this. Though. Like, oh my God, you like, he has nearly killed you 150 times. <laughs> and then he, and then he's like, no, I'm driving because when you drive, it's scary. Uh-huh. That, that was just like, oh my God. And that was the note that they ended The justice on. scale in him this just... movie is wild. <laughs> what people, the, the punishments They're... people get for doing what they do are so far gone. Kid Cuddy goes to jail for, a, I bet, a lot longer. You well, mean... for starters, let's well, no. just say the, the murderer who did 18 months. You can't the prove, white, I guess, he was the in the stolen white car. The murderer gets out in months yeah. for murder. Yeah. And at the end they have to go out to free the black man who you know joyrided a apache helicopter and was really good at it that's what's fucked up about this country we care about helicopters more than we care about human bodies mm. 
So this movie actually is kind of kind of sick. Two, no, <laughs> no. There are two women in this movie who have lines. Mm-hmm. One is Imogene Poots, and the other is Dakota Johnson. Dakota Johnson Becky barely Beckdale. has any lines. <laughs> Neither of them have any personalities of their own. They exist for. Again, we talk about what Imogen Poots' purpose in this film was. What was oh. Dakota Johnson's purpose in this film? The car exposition to the car. It's the mm. only other reason why she's yeah. there. Like, there's no, otherwise so you there's can get no, a there's, second car. Like, oh, I, you need to see me in the beginning to understand who I am in relation to Pete. And why I might want to pursue uh, a, a justice mission to in his name later, but she only is really just there because he needs the car at some point. And otherwise, there's no screenwriting way to make the car happen. He can't just stumble onto it in a garage her, somewhere. Her relationship with her partner, Dina, is, yeah, is defined specifically as I'm around him that's it we don't learn anything about them or what's going on or anything they're just like she's just around him and like I, she's also obviously they she has a past with our our boy toady toby toby mm. is that his name toby jeff it's clear you're not from mount kisco all right well <laughs> i don't know how to make that any clear uh I, mount kisco upstate new york is there okay. is there a, a street racing world in up, upstate New York? Did they just make that up? Is why, there an upstate why, New York? Why Mount Kisco? I don't know, man. I've been up there. I've never seen anybody driving around illegally. Okay, great. Good for you. I just wonder. Yeah, look, we got to fill out some. Look, you want to keep this going. I would have quit two hours ago. I, we've only been on. I've never long. actually wanted to talk about this film. Uh, <laughs> um, okay, so before before we go. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this movie a lifeline, uh, just a lifeline, just um, because Jeff and I were talking earlier. We were talking earlier. We sort of think this is maybe the third worst movie. This is the third worst movie. I believe it. Wow, I'm voting it as the third worst movie we've ever seen. Thank you so much for being here. uh, (laughs) Happy to be here. That's I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, we're we're starting to think that. And I just like do you do do like you not being somebody who watches all these horrible films with us but somebody who has consumed a lot of media watched a lot of movies probably seen quite a few video game movies over the years is this how is this on like the spectrum of video game movies for you in your experience oh i mean this is like standard video game movie as far as i can tell because Mm -hmm. it's just like here we're gonna take we're just gonna like make like they're all just like the most nonsensical bullshit in the world they're like we are making this so that we can make money and that ultimately is like, like this movie is the sound of people making a lot of money, like just over and over and over again. And, yeah. and that's it. Like they, I feel like they just like slapped this shit together, like as, as easily as possible without giving it any kind I of I think I've, I've never agreed with someone more in my entire <laughs> life. You could say, Jeff, you should get ice cream right now. And I'd, I'd agree just slightly less. <laughs> than what you just said it's just like yeah the sound of making money (laughs) just Mm. just looped with credits that's all it is um and yeah i mean like video game movies are never good i that's why i generally avoid them completely i'd be hard pressed to think of one that i could possibly have enjoyed mortal Um, kombat okay facts that's yeah Mortal Kombat. Hard facts, bro. Sorry, I, I hate to do it to you. I didn't want to shit on you, but Mortal Kombat is extremely fun, dumb. But yeah, you can keep the rest of it. Um, pretty much. Pretty much. Um, yeah. No, this this movie sucks. Oh, Gary, you came and we watched us a stinker. That movie sucked. Oh, Gary. It was it was not good. It was bad. I'm still I'm Do still you on the now fence believe about... me. Do you now believe me? I'm still on the fence movie? of whether it's the third. I'm still a little wary. But is it I Michael think... Keaton that's carrying that torch? Because he didn't carry it that well. It is Michael Keaton. 
Here's here. I have an overarching point and I should just get to it because I'm okay. Sure. Pretty stoned. And I am about to take another bong hit. Please. Uh, Thing is, Gary, Mm. my good friend, we're not at war with each other anymore. No, no. Those days for now are behind us. You see what I'm saying? This is the so calmest we're racing our, our to the bottom right now. Like we're back, we back, we back. I'm very excited that we're back and we're making people watch some weird, far out nonsense. We but, back, but but we don't have to make it uninteresting. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. This isn't a war, so we can take a level up and nobody loses anything. Movie bad, uh, performance is perhaps entertaining. Or soundtrack, not the worst thing I've ever heard in my life. Or and, what if they were cats? Or cats. Like, did, did you know you, they were cats? Did you know? Yeah. So, did you know? You know they were cats? So what I'm saying is we don't have to cats each other here. Okay. We can do better to ourselves while still maintaining a why did we do this in the first place atmosphere. Do you have ideas? I don't. I just wanted to complain about the problem. You clearly want to complain about the podcast, um, and that's your choice. And I did. Um, we we spent a lot of time complaint lodged over the past several weeks, months. I would say, um, when we found ourselves watching films that we thought were genuinely good, if not mm. great, and legitimately enjoyable, as opposed to ironically appreciated or so bad it's good mentality. It that, is, you do strike out doing that. And I understand, yeah. like, there's no blame coming from me in this scenario. I just think if we put our heads together, I think we can find something we haven't seen that's going to be fun. We got freaked out by how good we had it. That right. I think the we, pendulum. Have, we have nosedived ourselves a bit over yeah. the past couple of episodes. Well, so. you know, like just right wasn't like no terrible. It was the beginning of the decline. You but it liked was like it a enough. watchable film. I think I just like talking about it with somebody who understood it on that granular level. Yeah, which is not me. I didn't understand right. the movie at all. Rex but and then I really you get, understood each other there. But then you get on to White Men Can't Jump reboot, and it's like, okay, what's the we're deal back. here? We are and we back. were like, we back. And now we're watching Need for Speed for a Kid Cuddy role when there are plenty of other Kid Cuddy roles. We could have watched X, you know, we could have watched a recent back. movie where he's not like a totally ancillary character he's part of a group of people no, totally are, you know who are the targets I, in this I'm, horror movie i'm ready to defend to a degree the house party 2023 movie but we didn't do it we no. ended up with need for speed let's talk about actors we have left oh we've so many oh it's a never-ending list in a way but we really painted ourselves into a corner but no no yeah who is on top of the list of people like we're talking no-brainers here yeah we haven't done a ludicrous movie right we haven't done that yet lot lots to choose from oh man there's there's so many we could choose from oh you know you know who makes really good bad movies Hmm. i'm ready to i'm ready to hear you on this snoop dogg makes really good snoop dogg bad movies oh i'm all in Oh, dude, we have so, many, so many dope movies to choose from, too. But I, so I'm many. with us. I'm with us going hard on shit we haven't seen because I've seen a lot of Snoop Dogg movies. And there are some like easy targets that I don't actually want to do, like Soul Plane or something. Yeah, yeah. And I think great movie. I, enough people have seen Soul Plane. I like Soul Plane. I like Soul Plane movie. for what it I like what it is for what it is. Totally. You know, it's, it's funny. A spoof, no. It's a weird spoof. It's good. I promise you, you'd have more fun watching Soul Plane twice than Need for Speed once. No question. Uh, can we can we up that number? Um, I'm afraid <laughs> we don't have enough time okay, to do okay. the actual. Fair enough. Fair enough. But you know, maybe it would make it interesting. Maybe make it interesting because there's definitely some obvious picks, right? So we uh-huh. we just set aside the obvious picks. Uh-huh. I saw a trailer for a movie. Um, I guess it was a Netflix thing, uh, uh-huh. like last maybe it came out last year, maybe the earlier this you're year. You're barking up, you're barking up bad movie tree. Yeah, so it's like a Netflix original, 
Um, and Snoop Dogg, I saw had a we're already, cowboy we're on shaky hat. ground already. <laughs> cowboy hat on. Snoop Dogg is wearing a cowboy hat. And was some kind of vampire bounty hunter. Excuse me? Yes. Yeah. He's wearing so, a cowboy hat and he's cowboy hat. a vampire hunter in a Netflix movie. But for bounties. Yes. So he has to bring him in alive? Yeah, I think I think there's some sort of like maybe their heads. I don't know. How it works. You haven't seen the film, I understand. No, but the trailer. Uh, again, I half watch a trailer, and all I can remember from it is that Jamie Fox is in it, and that Snoop Dogg is wearing a cowboy hat. The decision sounds made to me. <laughs> I feel like the decision is made. I was saying we have so many so, choices from his from his filmography. We do have a lot of choices, Gary. You know, but like, I think uh, this is it. This is it. I think so we do cool go. as ice. So cool as ice. We just. <laughs> Just cool as ice, Gary. Snoop Dogg in a cowboy hat. Cool as ice, Gary. Hunting vampires. Cool as ice, Gary. Cool as ice. Yeah. It's the Cabbages Podcast Network. 